Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and my guest today has been a staple of the Omaha food industry for more than three decades. And today, he's going to help us dive into a cuisine that we haven't touched really much of at all on this show. And that is Persian cuisine. We've got Ahmad Nazar. He is the owner of Ahmad's Persian Cuisine here today. Ahmad, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to have me. Thank you. Yes, I, I'm so glad that you're here because Persian cuisine, like that's not something that I think a lot of people even know what it is. Like if you went up to just the random Omaha on the street and you said, what's Persian cuisine? They'd be, they'd probably be at a pretty good loss for words. Well, it's true, but Dan, uh, if I may, yes. it's the, I've been in business for 33 years. So people been now start getting to yes. know me. Yes, as you know. For sure. Yes. For sure. And yeah, now that I've been introduced, I, I can kind of identify with it and be like, whoa, this is this is something different. This is something really cool. If someone hasn't had Persian or even Iranian cuisine before, how would you describe it to them? Well, <clears throat> Persian cuisine is, like everybody else's, there is lamb, beef, chicken, pork, everything involved in our cooking. But we play with the spices. Mm-hmm. That's the major role of this one. Brings you up. What, you know, there are some foods brings you down, but with the spices, you give it energy back to speed up your metabolism, to thicken your blood. So that's why my food starts with Persian cuisine. And it's as colorful as our Persian rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a very unique uh, cuisine. It's been around when the Marco Polo moved spices from Persia, from Silk Road, the spices move around the world, and it's been, uh, spices been known for that, Persian spices. What kind of spices are we talking? Saffron, lime, sumac, all those things we spray, uh, turmeric, lots of things we play with. And uh, uh, spice called Advia, which combination of all the spices is like all spice, but different. So saffron is the major one we play with, and sumac, lemony flavor, natural. These are all good for you. So we play with that. 
So there's actual health benefits with these as well. Oh, it's, it's not just great flavor. Yeah, every single one of the spices I play with, they are all, especially I cook them before I add any meat to it. So it brings the spice, the flavor out. The oil, natural oil from the spices comes out. Then I add my meat, my, you know, uh, things to it. Yeah, so that's already the spices. Aroma comes out. Mm-hmm. So I, rem- I remember that just... The first time I came in and I had the Tehran chicken and the first couple bites, I was almost like confused because I was like, this is really good. I loved it. But I was like trying to, to pull like some frame, some frame of reference of like to compare what have I had that is similar to this before. And there really wasn't a lot. I mean, just that combination of flavors was so unique and it was so fun and exciting to try and figure out what I was tasting for the first time. Like, I still remember that meal. I don't think I'm going to forget it anytime soon. Yeah, Dan, as you remember, I marinate this chicken with the homemade yogurt, the one I make. Not the store. I make my own yogurt. And uh, onion, lemon juice, everything overnight, I marinate that. So it tenderized the meat. So when I put it on the grill, it's just beautiful, very flavorful. It's already, I don't add anything to it. Uh, it comes with the rice, salad, tomato. So mm-hmm. that's the one you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like you mentioned, you've been in this business for more than 30 years. And yes. You've developed a very good fan base over that time. A lot of people have been introduced to this food uh, because of you. But there are still people like me who are coming in for the first time and they're experiencing this cuisine what is it like for you when you get a first timer and they're kind of looking at the menu and they're not sure what to order and you get to come over and kind of walk them through and, and describe what they're looking at? Yes, every time I go to the table, I introduce myself and I said, is this your first time? If they say yes, though, I walk them through the menu and explain everything about the spices and they trust me. Sometimes they said, you just surprise us. And I pick the dishes, and that's it. They love it, and they come back. And I see the review people write me, so they are all happy about you know, what I've done for them. So it's when when people say surprise us, is there like a good introductory dish that you usually like go to, and you're like, oh, this is the one that'll get them, or do you like to switch it up? I do, but if they are couples, I try to get them two different dishes so oh, they yeah. experience. But first time, like yourself, the Tehran chicken, I suggest that. And I said, this is a good introduction to see what I make with, the, what, what I do with the chicken. Mm-hmm. And so you saw that, and that was it. And you had the baba ganoush, I remember, the tea. <laughs> Your memory is just fantastic. Like, so I, I want to I pull back the curtain a little bit for listeners here. So uh, we're talking about the first experience I had at Ahmad's. As you can hear, he still remembers my order. But when I, I came in probably a month and a half, two months later with my wife and with my family, he remembered that whole order. He remembered where I sat. He remembered that I came in for lunch. Like everything about, you remember that I said I wanted to bring my wife back? Yes. Like, have you, is that memory something you've always had or have you developed it over time? Like, I've only seen that in one other restaurateur ever, that kind of recall. And I think it's really special in this industry and really useful. Uh, that is a gift. I had it always and I love it. It's, uh, I remember I care about my customers. And I, uh, I, as soon as you walked in, I remember you with the family. And I said, well, 
And uh, so I know where you were sitting, everything, and what you had. It just all came back to me. It's like a memory will start working again. <laughs> that's, that's just amazing. And I think it does. Part, part of that is psychological. I think you just have a great memory. But part of it is I think you do also put a lot of intentionality and thought into each customer. And it's not just, hey, let's get a plate of food in front of, front of these no, people. It's no. how can I create a great experience that they're going to remember and want to come back. That's give me energy when I, you know, take care of my customers. I love that because they are happy. They, that's the, uh, I get the feedback with the energy. Mm-hmm. And that's keep me going. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So we, we talked a little bit about the Tehran chicken, but I'd like to take listeners, especially those who are unfamiliar with Persian cuisine, through a couple other dishes on your menu and just kind of talk about them, you know, their origins, kind of the, the flavor profiles that we're working with, maybe how you develop them. Does that sound okay? Yes, absolutely. Then uh, there is kebab kubide, which is grind lamb and beef. I do on skewers. Mm-hmm. And uh, above fire, charcoal, I cook it. And people love that. Is uh, famous Persian kebabs. That's the one. They can make it at home. They come to me. Even Persian people here. Then... Uh, there are stewy dishes which are, are every one of them has their own taste, their own flavor. Means uh, there is a gourmet sabzi, which is gourmet green vegetables, all healthy. Cilantro, parsley, green onions, chives, all those things. I chop it, I put it together with the dry, dry limes and kidney beans. And uh, cubes of the beef, uh, it just melted in your mouth. It's wonderful. And it comes with the rice salad. And people, they like that. There are other dishes, vegetarian dishes I have, mixed, uh, mixed vegetable, potato, and peas. These are good for vegetarian. And my hummus, my baba ganoush is vegetarian. Falafel is vegetarian. So all those things, I have it on a menu. Not too big a menu because you don't need too many choices. Mm-hmm. Unique dishes, that's enough more than 10, 15 dishes. Mm-hmm. And then I add some specials to it like a fresh grilled salmon, you know. Sometimes maybe it's hard to find fresh salmon, but I do. So I don't add it to menu. I have it as a special. So there are, there are a couple dishes in particular I want to ask you about, and you just mentioned one of them, and that's the falafel. I've ordered a lot of falafel before, and for people who don't know, they're usually deep uh, balls of chickpeas that are deep fried. Yours were very different because they're more of like patties, and then they came with... Was it the hummus on top? Hummus, 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 hummus is on top. So kind of tell me, your, your falafels look very different. I mean, they were delicious, but they looked very different than any I'd had previously. How did you develop uh, this? Dan, I don't use mold for the making falafel. I use my hands, and I shape it with my hands, and that's the way it's different. And uh, people love it. It's cooked truly, and uh, its flavor is there. So it's not like a raw and it's all cooked. So you had it with the hummus on the top of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very, it's my way of cooking that. Is uh, people like that because they thought maybe I buy it like a frozen in the beginning. So that's why I don't use mold. I use it, I use my hands to shape it. Well, that is fascinating because, I mean, each order comes with five and they all did look, or maybe, yeah, each order comes with five and they all looked different. Yes, and, and to tell you, like, how much we enjoyed them. So it was my sister's suggestion to get falafel because she'd never had it before. And she's like, I want to try this. Everyone in our family had one, and there was that one left on the plate. And she's like, nobody wants that, right? I'm, I'm taking that one. <laughs> so, 
it, it, very successful dish. Very, very good. Another one that I have to ask you about, because this dish kind of like, it blew my mind a little bit. And I I apologize if I'm mispronouncing, but the Fessenjun? Fessenjun. Fessenjun. So this is a dish that, uh, it's a chicken dish that has a walnut pomegranate sauce. So it was like, I think it was the most sweetness or some of the most sweetness I've ever had in a savory dish, but not in a bad way. Like it was tart. It was earthy that the sweetness just came through and I just, I couldn't get enough of it. Take me into that dish a little bit. And then it's a, Fessenjun is a signature dish. It's a, like a VIP people come to our house. It's time consuming. You got to watch the walnut. I grind it. And when I cook it, if you don't, uh, Stay on the top of it, it burns. So I cook it and I add chicken broth to it. And sometimes vegetarian, I don't add that. And uh, I add chicken or beef if you want it. There are different ways I make it. Uh, is I add brown sugar to it a little bit. So that gives a sweet taste. Uh, it's with the pomegranate. It's just combination, sour, sweet, just beautiful. A very unique dish. Extremely unique yeah, dish. Extremely. Never uh, had anything like that in my life. Yeah, it's been very popular. It's good. How important or maybe even meaningful is it to you that you're getting to introduce people to these dishes and this cuisine for the first time or maybe even the only time? Like, I can't even imagine how many people in Omaha, myself included, would potentially never experience these dishes or Persian cuisine overall, if not for you and you opening your restaurant and, and presenting these dishes to us. Like, how meaningful is that to you? What does that, what does that mean? Then when I was uh, in the beginning, I worked at the French Cafe uh, and the Vimers restaurant in the old market, and I noticed that Omaha needs a unique cuisine, something different. And I opened up during first Persian Gulf War. And the uh, Air Force Base used to call me, say, Ahmad, we have uh, 10 officers. I want you to give them some experience before we send them to Iraq or Afghanistan. And so these guys, uh, they come to me and I feed them everything. They loved it. And they come back, they bring their wives. And it was good. Even when they came back home after Afghanistan or Iraq, they come say, Ahmad, their food was good, but we want yours. Really? Yeah, exactly. It was beautiful to see that. And I loved it. And so it's uh, prior to that, I saw Omaha needs something different. And uh, that's why I opened up my cuisine in, in the old market. Mm -hmm. And I was there for 30 years. And it was good. That time belonged to the old market. Now it's too crowded for, but in the new location, 46, 46 Dodge, it's been good. Yeah, parking, I have everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's easier for people to find me. Okay. I, I want to go back to the very beginning. How did you get into cooking originally? Well, my mother did that when I was 14 years old. She took me to the kitchen and uh, grabbed onions. She said, peel it, and I peeled it and chopped it, everything, and she cooked the dish. She said, did you watch me? I said, yes, I did. She said, tomorrow you're making the same dish. And I made this dish. It was good, but when I got to salt and pepper, 
kind of start shaking because I didn't know how much I need to add. Food was good, but it was tasteless. <laughs> it wasn't as flavorful, but I asked my brother's sisters for help. I said, hey, it's not the same. They told me, taste as you go. As to cook as you go, you taste it. So I tasted, I noticed that, hey, that's the way you you know, find how much salt, pepper you need. And I did that. So that was the beginning I started cooking. And here when I came, when I was in college, for the, all the friends I had, I cooked and they asked me, we don't want to go out. How about you cook tonight or something? And, uh, you know, and I cooked and they took some to their parents' home. So I noticed, hey, people love this kind of food. So that's got me to think about opening my own restaurant. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you kind of you you mentioned getting those tips from your brothers and sisters, like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta taste your food as you go." Was that kind of like an introduction to you that, like, "Hey, this cooking thing, this is really fun. I enjoy this." Or how did you like really get into it and realize that you had a passion for it? Oh, <clears throat> Dan, cooking is like a, an art, and when you start cooking, you putting things together, you create something new you say oh my god this is so tasty this is good flavor to it so you play with the spices more with the different spices so that's encouraged me by people even when i cook for them they watch me they said hey can we have the same dish again next week i said well what's going on they said no this was good and uh, that's what kept me going to play more with the spices to cook more I wish that people could see how excited you are right now just <laughs> talking about cooking and talking about food. It is just, it a, is it is all over your face and it's a joy to see. Thank you. So how did you, like, you kind of catch this cooking bug and you're realizing, hey, I really enjoy doing this. This is art. People are liking my food. Like, how do you, how do you experiment in the, in the kitchen as, as a young cook? Like, how do you learn more recipes? How do you keep teaching yourself new techniques? Uh, Dan, I did not follow any recipes. I did not like uh, try to copy anybody's recipe. So I play with the different meat and spices. And you, when you create something new and put it together with the spices, spices is number one in every food to, to give it flavor. Even salt, pepper, they should be cooked. Otherwise, they, later on, it's give you heartburn or something. So I do that before adding any meat to my spices. And aroma comes out, too. That's what the number one key to the, any cooking, I should say, that my cuisine. And uh, so that's, it all comes together when I do that. Yeah, it's good. So I know that you came, you grew up in Iran. Yes. Uh, you came to Omaha originally to go to Creighton for dental school, dental correct? School, yes. How, dental school. <laughs> how, how did that come up on your radar? I was supposed to work on people's mouth. But I decided <laughs> well, though, you still do, just in a different way. <laughs> different way. Yes. And uh, they are, in this way, they are more happy. Yes, absolutely. Yes, nobody hates me. <laughs> Nobody's in a pain. And uh, uh, then I was two years in, at Creighton Dental School. I suddenly, in a young age, decided that's not the way I want to go. I want to open a restaurant, and uh, with the people's help encouraging me, I opened up my restaurant in 1991 in the old market. And so I, I introduced, I brought spices to Omaha. I should say the Persian spices, saffron, lime, sumac, all those things. And people start 
you're discovering something new. And I add all those spices. As you notice that in my restaurant, I have no salt, pepper, shaker, nothing on the table. It's bare. Why? Because I add. I'm responsible for making a dish. No Avon sauce, no ketchup, nothing. There is no such things involved in our cooking. So I do from beginning to the end, I'm responsible for every dish. I think that that's really smart. And I mean, there's a balance there because some, some, some diners like things seasoned a lot more. Like I'm someone who does like a heavy seasoning on things. So I'll usually add salt and pepper things, but also as a chef, especially if you're introducing a cuisine that people aren't familiar with like this no this isn't just steak this has turmeric and sumac and all these other spices that you might not be familiar with you want them to experience the most i don't know if authentic is the right word but the most like real version of those flavors at least once so they understand what they're supposed to be tasting rather than just dousing it in salt and pepper yes uh, then i most persian restaurants they leave the sumac on the table so if you are not familiar with, you won't touch it. But I add everything myself so you are say, what is this? What kind of spice is that? That's why I introduced these spices to people from beginning. I've been doing that for 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and people love it. They always, they want me to know what kind of spice are these. And if I can, if they can't find it anywhere, you know, to buy it. So sometimes if I have extra, I give it to them. And it, I want them to practice with something. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yes. So you mentioned earlier you, you spent some time at, uh, at V Mertz. Is that kind of where – I mean, there's a big gap between cooking at home and, you know, cooking for friends and stuff and cooking in a restaurant. It, it was, Like, when did you start to realize, hey, I, I like this restaurant life thing. It's not just cooking, you know, for my friends, but no, I think uh, I could have a career. I could have a job here. Yeah, Dan, I was a waiter at Vimert. Okay. Yeah, that's one I n- never cooked. We have John Coolidge, who was wonderful chef, everything. and uh, uh, But no, I wait tables because uh, that way I put myself in college. Yeah, so pay my tuition and everything. I wasn't qualified for a student loan. So, so, when, so when you opened your restaurant in 1991, you actually hadn't had cooking experience in a restaurant? No, I did not. No. Wow. Yeah, I, these are all my mom's recipe, Persian recipes, you know, Iranian recipe we had from, uh, you know, growing up. And so that's the one I remembered. And I put it, uh, start, uh, put menu together. I cook it. <laughs> yes. How did you come to that decision? I mean, that's a big leap to go from waiting tables to, yeah, I'm going to open a restaurant. How did you make that decision? Yeah, it wasn't easy, but I managed to, with the cuisine I was going to introduce to people and the dishes I knew how to cook started with that. And so they were all unique and people want something different. And so that's one I came up with the menu. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kept it the same too. Yeah, it's consistency band for 33 years the same. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, haven't touched it, haven't add anything to it. So people remember that when they like yourself, you come back. Remember the Tehran chicken? You said I want this. Uh, you remember the spices, your flavor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was there any was there any doubt in your mind that people would be accepting of something new? I think that especially now, Omaha diners are pretty open minded and will try new things. 
But I mean, we're talking back in, you know, 30 some years ago, this was still very much a steak and potatoes, give me a burger kind of town. If you're introducing something totally new to them, I mean, was there any doubt in your mind that like, man, I don't know. I know my food is good, but are people going to be interested? Are they going to go for it? They did. They started, uh, as I said, uh, we have lots of educated people in Omaha, the travels, everything, and they want something different. I noticed that they don't want anymore, like a stick too much of it, or Chinese or this. They were familiar with that. So they were ready. They didn't need to go to Kansas City, Chicago, San Francisco for all those different cuisines. So I brought Persian cuisine to Omaha, Nebraska, the first one. And it bloomed because Air Force based it in the beginning. So I'm mad. Educate these by officers before we send them to Iraq or something, and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that these officers they brought people back, and uh, all the generals. It was great. I made lots of friends in the Air Force Base. <laughs> hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I gotta remind you one more time about certified Piedmontese. There are certain moments in your life that are so remarkable, you'll just never forget them. I distinctly remember the first time that I watched LeBron James play basketball and the first time I saw the original Star Wars. The sheer awe I had in those moments changed the way I look at basketball and movies, respectively, moving forward. The same goes to steak, thanks to certified Piedmontese. The rib cap at Casa Bovina is so rich, decadent, and fork tender that it is seared into my brain. But you don't have to dine at Casa Bovina to have that same life-changing experience. This beef is so delicious, even the average home cook can look like a superstar using these steaks, roasts, and ground beef. Trust me, I know from experience. Check out all the options on CertifiedPiedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, for 25% off your order. It's time to start creating new beef-centric memories that'll stay with you forever. And now, back to my guest. Uh, What do you remember about your first day being open? First day I opened up, it was amazing. It was very busy. I remember my wife came to the kitchen and said, this is your piece of pie. You got to handle it. I can't handle that. (laughs) And I said, okay, that's fine. Because people, first day I put the name at the door slowly i thought i'm gonna open up but it didn't work that way i, I got slammed i got really busy first the day. first day and i wasn't ready but i managed it i made it i said well these people are here spending money so show them the cuisine and i cooked but i worked hard but it was that start to going mm-hmm. and what were i mean obviously you know you've talked about how it was a very positive reception what do you remember about those first conversations that you had with customers after they had their meal were i mean were their minds blown were they yeah, just they like were, we've never had this before yes i got lots of that's why it's the problem they come say this table want to see you they want to know what's this in this food what the spices you will love it so i said tell them give me 10 minutes i gotta uh, get that table done and i'm gonna come say hello so i went after this one table to that Next table, say hello. I said, hey, this is this in it, this in it. They said, we're coming back. This is wonderful. And some of the walking people came in. That was good that first time when we got busy. They said, new Persian cuisine, what is that? (laughs) So that's, they've been a stable customers Mm -hmm. for 33 years. 
So, you know, obviously the old market is uh, the very famous part of Omaha. Um, you've got a lot of established restaurants down there. When did you feel like Ahmad's like really cemented itself and was a part of that culture and, and just an established part of the old market? Uh, Dan, I worked for French Cafe and Vimers for many years. For 10 years, I should say that. So... I, I was familiar with the old market, and I said my cuisine needs to be in a place so people come to the old market with a different thinking. They don't, anywhere else, it wouldn't take off like today. But I did it for 30 years in the old market. It was the place to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, now anywhere else I go, they, I have followers. They follow mm-hmm. me. They know me. And it's good. So that was the reason I started in the old market to be able to introduce the food with the people, to travel a lot, to, uh, and also lots of people come to Omaha, travelers, and uh, they're familiar with the cuisine, or they had some foreign food. So that was the one helped me a lot with the cuisine. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned you, you moved a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was actually during the during pandemic? The, during the pandemic, 2020. Yes. During the pandemic, you moved uh, to about 50th and Dodge. Was that emotional for you to leave the old market, or was the time right? No, it was time right, and uh, I after 30 years, sometimes you need to move with the city, with the town, with the people. And I thought in Midtown is a good place to be. From uh, west, I can get them closer. Uh, downtown still, I get all those people from old market. They follow me. So I'm in the middle, and it's been good. Mm-hmm. I even we get people from... Uh, Bellevue a lot now. It's not uh, they, you know, they come. It's easy for them to drive to get there, and uh, from uh, Bennington even West Omaha for takeout. It's just I ask everyone, where are you coming from? How far? And they tell me. And grow up and uh, DoorDash. They've been really helping too. How did you find the new location? Uh, I was looking. So one day I was driving. I saw. That used to be a Mexican restaurant prior to that, and uh, it was empty for a year. And uh, I saw that. I saw this is a good place for it. So I started there. Are there any advantages to that location other than just its middle or its its central location? Like, are there any other just advantages about that building itself or the space or anything where you're just like, this suits Ahmad's better? Yeah, the... It's bigger than the old market and the restaurant I had and the parking I have. Now this is free parking. Old market is 9 to 9 p.m. You have to plug the meter. So that's kind of hard for people. But this one I have parking for like, a, I don't know, 40, 50 people, mm-hmm. uh, cars. And people park all the time. And it's been good, no problem. I can sit for hours to visit. Yeah, Especially we're going to start getting busy with the college uh, World Series and Berkshire Hathaway pretty soon, all those things, and graduation. Uh, you know, May graduation, I get lots of parties for that. The number one thing that I think people remember about coming to your restaurant, and I've noticed this in talking to people and about posting on it on social media, the comments that I've gotten back, everyone loves the food, but the number one thing that they remember is you. Because you are out in the dining room, you are talking to people, you're friendly. We already touched on your memory earlier. 
Like, how important is that to you to make an impact on each table personally and to be there for them? It's just, as I say, it's a gift. I had it, and uh, it is important. I I care about my customers. I want to make sure uh, the money, the time they're spending in my restaurant, it, uh, they have a good experience, and they're coming back. Uh, it's just I want to make sure they are happy, and uh, and they usually they are. So that's why I, as soon as I finish my cooking, I go to the dining room to make sure to say hello to my customers, to the new people, and even regulars sometimes have a glass of wine with them, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which helps, gives me more energy to work. Sure, sure. Yes. And uh, so, and uh, beside buying them um, a drink, it's good. It's all, uh, it's a package. It works together. It's like a family. That's why they come to, my, to see me. And uh, I'm happy with what I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know presentation is really important to you. Presentation of plates, I should specify. And you even said earlier, you want your plates to look like that colorful Persian rug. As you're coming up with dishes and figuring out what you want them to look like, how do you figure out the presentation? Because there are some dishes that come where, hey, it's it's skewers on a plate with rice and a salad. There are other ones that come like in these really ornate, like, bowls where you almost like pour the the sauce and the meat over the rice or i don't know if you're supposed to do that that's what i did and yeah, it, it was really delicious no, that you way did right so uh, how do you like as you're coming up with a way to make these plates not only taste great but beautiful like what do you do in terms of presentation uh, dan i don't throw food on a plate just to get up you know to the table i work with the plates so people when they see the plates oh, wow it already gave up you know positive attitude to the the food and they uh, as you notice that I put banana on every plate I, I work with the plate and uh, there is uh, lettuce there is rice but the bowl you mentioned that those for stewed gravy saucy dishes so I don't put it in a just a small bowl some colorful one and even the bowl is unique bowl they say handmade so these are the one all decorated by plate Okay, explain the bananas to me. Because most people, when they come in the first time, they see bananas on their plate, and they're like, "What are? why are there bananas here? Yeah. What's going on? My mother used to want to teach us to eat fruit with our meal and uh, to help us with the digestion and everything. I also, as a, like a sorbet type, cleans your palate. Mm-hmm. So it's in case my food is a little bit more love in it, which more spice, I should say, more filet, spicy. Some people ask for it. And the Persian food, Cuisine is not spicy, it's flavorful. But sometimes Ahmad likes to, his pinch goes a little bit bigger. <laughs> and the more love I add, and if it's in case it's spicy, more they add a banana, they grab a banana, it kind of cleans their palate. And your bananas, I don't know where you get them, man, but they are just, bananas are one of those, they can be so sweet and flavorful if they're ripe, and if they're like off by a little bit, they can be starchy and just like kind of tasteless. Yours are spot on. Yeah. So I, I like that you describe them as a palate cleanser because I think that's a really accurate way to look at them. Yes. Um, so as you look back over the last 30 years at your restaurant, how do you think it's evolved the most? Uh, evolved with the... First, the food is the number one, I should say that. Then the supporter of customers, the one following me. 
I should add to it. And that's the one is uh, making AMATS unique. And uh, of course, I'm part of it myself too. And I do not allow anyone cook my dish except me. I'm responsible for everything. That's why you see me. Means uh, I've been doing that. And it's hard to find someone to cook also to follow you. I love to do that. But for meanwhile, I like to do it myself and to make sure to uh, keep the business going with the flavor and make you come back. Yeah, that's one. You cook every single dish. Every single dish. I'm responsible. And I shop every day from morning I go shopping, fresh vegetables, fresh uh, lettuce, everything, and I go to the restaurant, I cook. I don't buy anything to a store. Anything. Every day, that's my hobby. I go to the grocery store. They know me all. Every single day, when I leave 9 a.m., I go to grocery store. And what time do you usually go home? Uh, it depends, 10, 9.30, 10. Jeez, yeah. you are Yeah, it's a long way, man. yeah. Restaurant business is... But, not I, easy. but I think that's part of why people love Ahmad's is because they know that that consistency is going to be there. I didn't realize you were cooking every single dish. Every I single mean, dish, that's, yeah. that's um, unbelievable. Or do you have like octopus arms or something hidden? Like, there's <laughs> you got to have like eight arms, man. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do it. It's, uh, I've been doing it for 33 years. It's not easy. But I used to it. Now, this is uh, just like a. I'm ready every day. This is. So when I go somewhere, I close the restaurant. There is nobody else to cook. So that's, that's yeah, that's amazing. I'm like blown away right now. <laughs> I, I don't know that there are many restaurants in Omaha like that. So the dishes you had, I was all responsible for every single one of them. Your father, right. brothers, sisters, they enjoyed the food, yeah. Wow. And I was already imp- impressed Good. by your restaurant. Now I am even more. Good. All right. I got a couple of questions for you before I let you out of here. Good. What is one thing that you think most diners don't understand about restaurant life or working in restaurants that you wish that they did understand? Well, then restaurant business, as you said, is not easy. They they don't see what's behind, you know, all those uh, dining room pleasure, people happy, people this, they get it. There is more involved, uh, especially right now, it's hard to find help. So... There is me, I got to take care of that. And uh, people, they need to realize in case food is a little bit late sometimes, you know, or things is missing, is because there is uh, not enough help to, you know. And I, like I had two waitresses now, and sometimes one of them shows up, sometimes doesn't show up. It's just hard. They have things to do. They have kids. And so we try to... Be there for customers as much as we can. So the people, in case they don't see that sometimes, they need, they need to realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is your favorite thing about being a part of the restaurant industry? Uh, customers. My customers are the born day. As I said, uh, they are pleased. My favorite things is with my people. The customers are the one give me energy. Well, that, that shines through for anyone who visits the restaurant. They see you. They see, you know, just the exuberance you have. Like, I can't even imagine you without a smile. <laughs> you are, you're just <laughs> such a gregarious, friendly guy. And the food that you are putting out, man, 
listeners, I, I like you you just got to go try it like i could try and describe the flavors that are coming out but i probably wouldn't do a good job of it and you wouldn't understand if you haven't actually tasted them yet please go to Ahmad's. there's a reason why customers are repeat customers and you have favorites or uh regulars excuse me that have developed over all these years there's a reason that you've been in business for 30 years like if a restaurant makes it three years that's usually impressive we're talking 33 so Ahmad, you have created something special. Thank you so much for working so hard on it. And thank you for coming on the show today to just talk a little bit about it and share with us. Thank you very much, Dan, for having me. Hopefully, I remember people come visit me on 4646 Dodge Street. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you. Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.